Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 469. 69. Hmm. There's no... Never mind. Uh, uh, how you guys doing out there? This coming to you live from Merritt, British Columbia. This is Christopher. Uh, we're going to talk football tonight. We're going to talk uh, CFL football and uh, CFL football and maybe some more CFL football because that's kind of what we do on the Let's Talk CFL podcast. We talk about CFL football. Um, we haven't talked about rule changes in a while. We should talk about rule changes sometime tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I am on my cell phone again because my computer is, seems to me crackling up. Uh, so if we run out of time and the show disappears, uh, just, uh, just note that we, we all said goodnight and goodbye and thank you for listening. Uh, while we're at it, I, I, I keep getting messages from, uh, this guy, Rudy Peterson, Peterson, Peterson. Uh, Winnipeg. He's a 24-year-old uh, Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan, and uh, uh, he's been kind of some pretty good information. And we've been chatting back and forth, and this and that, and everything else. And uh, I appreciate you listening to the show, buddy. I'm giving you a shout out here on the podcast, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, I'm going to open up some mics. We got the, a full panel tonight. We got Charles, uh, Chris, and uh, William. And uh, we'll start right off the bat with Charles. Welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Pretty spectacular, you know. I'm uh, I'm having yep. fun. I'm uh, today. I got to do I, in the last three days. I've had the most amount of fun with an excavator in my life. Now I own three excavators, and I get to do all sorts of cool stuff with them. But this last three days, I've had a lot of fun. Um, I actually had to demolish two mobile homes, and a, uh, a big community center building. I literally, I took them down with an excavator, crushed them up, put them in a pile, and then loaded them into a truck, and they, they went away. It was the most fun I've had in a long time. It does sound kind of fun. I had to, it does. It's unfortunate that I had to crush somebody's house, and uh, mm-hmm. two of them, actually. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm saddened for those people that lost their homes because of this sudden merit. But it was they got paid out by the disaster relief fund, and uh, I got to kill their house. So they, 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 they lost their house. It was dragged out of the river. It was broken up. It was condemned on the spot. They weren't allowed to go in to get anything out of it, okay, because it was dangerous to go in. So as I'm taking it apart, I'm crushing it, and rip the roof off and rip the sides. I pulled it out, and then I started pulling out, you know, separates the, uh, the metal from the, from the rest of the building material. So I grabbed the fridge, and I pulled it out. What opened? The door opens up, and out it comes out. 28 pa- uh, cartons of cigarettes. 28 cartons of cigarettes. Out of the fridge? Out of the fridge. Uh. Okay, then. I, I, I went, wow. 
So, of course, I, I jumped out of my little excavator, went and picked them all up, and uh, now I'm selling them for 50 bucks a carton if anybody wants any. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what happened. <laughs> uh, shit happens. Okay. I feel Correct. bad that I haven't destroyed anything with an excavator today. But anyways. Yes, yes, I understand. I, I feel your pain. That sounds fun. Chris, how, how are you doing, buddy? Chris, Chris, welcome to the show. Good. Yeah, I'm doing good. It's uh, a little exciting at work, but uh, these are the months that are always the worst as we get into head into spring breakup. So everything's got to get done, and the time's crunching on when it needs to be done by. So it's fun, though. Fuck off talking about spring breakup. That's ridiculous. I don't want spring breakup yet. Yeah, I know. We've had the most snow in Dawson Creek that they've had forever, too, so... Be messy. Yeah, we right now we, we have had the last three days above zero. Everything is sloppy. It's yeah, we actually thing. did too. I mean, yeah, we did too. If it's either it's winter, 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 okay. And when winter's no yeah. longer winter, we have breakup in spring, okay. But when it's winter, you stay winter. Okay, yeah. minus ten, minus fifteen, somewhere in there is really nice, and we can live with that. Okay. Minus 35 is a little bit much, but minus 15 mm-hmm. is good. Plus three, fucking stupid. Okay? Yeah. Like, how yeah, can, how it's can been we be crazy above here zero too. in January? Yeah. Well, and then it's not going to stay, Charles. and it's going to go cold again, and it's just going to be a mess. It's oh, going to yeah. be and ice and crusted, and it'll be a mess. Yes, yes, yes. Terrible, terrible. Sir. I, know I hope we're done with our warm. Normally the way they are, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, no we're done with that. What? Yeah, white shit. Your your nose all gone? Yeah. Uh, okay. Everything except pretty much everything except for the big snow drift. Those take longer to melt, but for the most part, yeah. the snow is gone. Thank God. Okay. Okay. William, how are you? Are you Charles? Would you like a gym it? now? Charles, would you like your like some inf- like a tip on on the snow drift? Spread okay. it around with your spread it around with your electric shovel. It'll melt quicker. <laughs> okay, well we'll take yeah. that into we'll take that into consideration. You put an electric shovel a, into a snowdrift and it'll jam up and I, I am I am not allowed I am not allowed to go anywhere, Christopher. I can stay in my house. I'm not even allowed to be in the same room as my wife. Okay. So oh, she's just, upstairs. That's just because you're right now because you're COVIDed. That's right. She's upstairs and I'm downstairs. And I never thought I would get bored of the NFL channel, but that's all I've been watching 24 hours a day for the last three days. And it's horrid. It's horrid. But, hey, whatever. So, yes, and I've been doing work on my phone, but but I'm more or less just bored out of my tree. Okay? So, there you go. And hopefully, well, I'll go back to work on Monday. I'll go back to work on see, Monday. See, uh, I get, I get my COVID Chris test tomorrow. Yeah, no, Will Chris did. Charles did. Oh yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't hear that. Allegedly, Sorry about that, Charles. Allegedly, Allegedly, Charles. I've got a head. I've got a head cold, Charles. It could but just that's be a what, cold. what fucking COVID is right now. COVID, yes. if you look at the symptoms for it, it's basically a common cold. Uh, 
Yeah. It's like that one I saw the, the one person posted the symptoms for Omicron, and then it said they posted the label for NyQuil and what NyQuil fights. And literally the list yes. is identical. They're identical. Identical. It's, yeah. Get some NyQuil. It's a NyQuil you'll be but I'm not but I'm not but I'm not sick, Charles. I was oh, okay I was sick three I was sick three days ago. I took four extra strength Tylenol and now I'm fine, okay? Okay. Yeah. Exactly. And and, and we but because, pandemic, so. but because you can't get fast tests in Alberta, you gotta wait for five days. So there you go. Yeah. But I still do get paid. Okay. I still do get paid for sitting at home, so I'm good. I'm good. Shit happens. Okay, yeah. should we talk some football now? Yep. You sure? I'm just checking. Yep. Anything else anybody wants yep. to babble about, or we're going to go right into? Bo Levi Mitchell restructured his contract to stay with the Stamps. Who's surprised surprise, by this? Surprise, Put up your hand. Surprise. I'm not surprised. I see any hands. I'm not surprised. No, I think we no, no, no I think we brought this up last week. Saying that this yes, was we brought happen. it up, yeah, a few times. We knew he was going to do that. He's too cowardly to go play it for any other team. Because, well, because if, they, if he didn't, they would have released him. Yeah. I think would've. he would have. I think so. Or traded him. One of the two, yeah. Yeah. And, and his contract's respectable. What did it go down to? It went down to four and a quarter, wasn't it, or something like that? Yep. Yep. But yeah, with bonuses, I, I think with bonuses, he still gets. He would still get up near six hundred thousand if he hit all his bonuses. That is correct. Yep. Okay. But he hasn't been able to hit those bonuses in the last couple of years, so. Not last year, he didn't. He had a lousy year last year. Oh. Although his numbers still was respectable. They weren't as good as we had seen in the past, but they were still respectable. But they weren't Bo Levi-like. I don't, I don't consider, I don't consider uh, 10 touchdown passes and 13 interceptions respectable, Charles. I consider okay, I didn't crap. know it was that bad. I thought, okay, I didn't know it was yeah, that no. bad, but of course he was at injury problems most of the year. That's like that's like doggy doo doo. Okay, I didn't realize they were that bad. I thought I had seen them. They were better they, than they, that. They but were obviously that bad, not. Charles. Okay, but never mind then. If he was like, with any other team, he would have been released by Labor Day. I was going to yeah. say that's like Mark. That's like Marcus Crandall having a bad year. <laughs> I, I don't Anyways. think you can actually put Marcus Crandall into the conversation right now yet. I understand you want I to just get him did. to the show somewhere, but yeah, no, I, just I don't did. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not by. Okay, Chris, what do you think? Bo Levi Mitchell restructures his contract, stays with the Stamps two more years. No, not like you guys said. Not That's a big a good surprise. Thing. Yeah, I was more surprised by them signing Jake first, to be honest with you. But I guess that put Bo in the spot where he had to do what he did or he was going to be gone, like you guys said. So, um, I mean, yeah. he got some bonus. He got some decent out of it, too, because 
The 200000 he was going to get paid out of bonus is actually taxed at a higher rate than a signing bonus, and he got a bigger signing bonus for re-signing the new contract. So he actually saved himself money too. So, so there, I mean, it was, a, it was a win-win. I mean, I don't think I, – I think it was a good call on his part. I, he's not as valuable right now on the open market as he would have been if he had a good year. And there's just as much chance he never bounces back, right? That shoulder – has ended that that injury that the surgery he's had has ended careers. So, you know, he's still an unknown. It, it was it was it wasn't a big surprise, and uh, well, and then and then Begleton too, right? So they obviously freed up enough money to bring back a, something to work with too, right? So, mm-hmm. be interesting. Mm-hmm. Like Begleton made a big difference when he signed. I mean, he was struggling with the receivers he had, which. You know, Christopher, you say it all the time, right? You know, like a good quarterback on a great team looks great. Yeah. Part of the great team aspect is the receivers that you're throwing the ball to, right? And I, he just didn't have that. He didn't. 100%. So he looked mediocre because he's a good quarterback on a good team, and that's what it looked like instead of a great team. <laughs> so Middleton well, will make a big difference, and, and, and if he does stink, then let's see what Jake does. You know, I mean, what the hell? But I think yeah. that he signed for two years, which is a smart move on his part too, because it's. I think it's gonna, you know, gambling on a one-year contract like some of the guys do to get a big payday. I think would have been a mistake. I think he, he, uh, two years is probably he's earned two years in Calgary system to try and prove work his way out of it. But by the end of that, if it's if it's it'll be a done deal. His career will be over if he can't make it work again. So. Well, you got you got to realize that at this point in time, a two-year contract means. It yeah. does. No, they, can, they, they can just uh, like release it right away. Yeah, no, pretty much any time they want, including tomorrow. You know, you know, guys. Yeah, I'm no. reading this. I'm reading. I'm reading this article, and nowhere in this article does it say he signed a two-year contract. All it says is sure that he restructured. All that it says is he restructured his 2022 season contract because. The last contract he signed was for four years. It was for 2019 yes. to 2022, and they say he restructured yeah. the 2022. So that's it. Okay. Okay. So, okay. in other words, well. if he if he has a good if he has a good year next year, he could be back up to seven hundred thousand again. You never know. You never know. So he did take the gamble on himself then. Yeah, basically. Well, it's been that it was. Because it was a four-year deal, Chris, and, and Will hundred percent correct. And this was this is the last year of Riley and Mitchell's contract. So I thought that when yep. he restructured it, he extended it. And uh, I guess uh, I was I was wrong. My bad. I know somebody got a two-year and deal on of it, and I think it was Lucky Whitehead did get he he signed for no. Two actually, years. I think didn't yeah, didn't did. Mike Riley get a two-year? Didn't Mike Riley get uh, a two-year deal? Yep. No, yeah, I read no. that it, you it look, got added on, did it not? No, if you read that article that I posted, you go back and look at it. It's last year. The article's a year old, and the person who sent it oh, to me oh. sent it to me as if it was something new. Oh, okay. So I read it as it was something new. It was a year old. They were talking about um, 
what he was going to get in because he was supposed to get some money in the 2020 contract because he, he, he was in dispute of that because it was the COVID year. Because it, and Ryan pay him what they thought, and he took him to arbitration, and right? Yeah. So they figured out what he was going to get in 2020, 2021, and now 2022. So he is only – he's 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 in the last year of his contract as well. Okay. I don't know. Did anybody go back and look? No. I believe you. I do too. Let's see. It is the article is up on here, and it says December twenty two, twenty twenty is the date of the article. Because it's talking about Lamar Durant in this thing as well, right? Right, because I thought they signed him too for another year. Okay. No, no, thanks. No, this is an old, that's an old article. It's an old yeah, article. Okay, I didn't even notice. I mean, Grant is signed since 2022, right? If you look at the bottom of that article, mm-hmm. he's going to make 200 grand this year. But I don't think he's coming back. Yeah. I think they're going to cut you him You don't back. think they're going to bring him back? No, well, maybe not. No, not for $200,000. He played like four games. Mm-hmm. Plus, they gave all that money to Lucky, so they better come up with it somewhere. <clears throat> yeah. Well, shit. I mean, Lucky Whitehead and Brian Burnham together weren't making as much money as Lamar Durant. Yeah. And that's a that's a last head year anyway for me. Yeah. Last, yeah. Last year, anyways. That's been Durant's this whole year. career, though. I mean, when he was in Calgary, it was the same thing. He never played a full season, I don't think. And that's nope. what Will said, right? And he kept saying that over yeah, Will and over, and over again. He yep. said the guy's in, injury prone. He's injury prone. He's injury prone. Then he came to he was right. play the entire fucking year. Right? He played the whole year. And we we're going, Will, you're on drugs, man. You've been smoking crack or what? And uh, then the next year he's in injured, and the next year he's injured, and yeah, no, forget it. Goodbye. Okay, move we on. Anybody else want to say anything about Bo Levi Mitchell's restructured contract? No. I'm glad he stayed. No, we knew okay he would. With it? We know he, yeah. we knew he would. And, uh, good for him. I mean, he, he, he's smart enough to know that this is, this is his bread and butter, and he's got to do it. And good for him for doing that. Uh, moving on. Willie Jefferson and Jeff, Jackson Jeff returned to the Bombers. Now, there was an interesting tweet was put out by Jackson Jeffcoat. Did you see it? He said, back the Brinks truck up to uh, IGF Field and pay me my money. Do you think he actually got that kind of coin? No. I didn't see anywhere how much they actually paid him. It's the CFL. It's the CFL. Maybe... Maybe back a, a, a Austin Mini up to the door and give me my money, but not a Brinks truck, okay? Come on. A smart car. <laughs> there he you got go. it in loonies and toonies, so he needs the Brink truck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bring me I, your go kart I cannot see him making a big payday and with everybody they were signing. 
you're not going to sign all those people for top dollar unless people start like taking hometown discounts. Like I read that he, uh, well, it was actually Jeff Coat, not Willie, but that he, that he's, you know, wants to see what they can do in one more year, whether they can win a third Pete and stuff. That's talk of someone that he has signed for probably less than he's worth because he wants to stay. But I mean, that could cause some real big issues. I mean, if, if, they pay Jefferson a whole shitload of money and other people choose to stay to stay and don't get paid the big payday. Could that cause issues in the, I don't know. I don't know. The whole situation to well, me is very weird. You you rarely see a team being able to stay together after the success that Winnipeg's had. And they're yeah. signing a lot of people right off the bat. And it's kind of like, wow, I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, everybody says after. that, he, uh, you know, O'Shea's made a team that, the players love to play for, and I can I can respect that. But still, you got to get paid when you can get paid. It's a yeah. short career. I was gonna say, especially after it, it two. Is. I mean, one one you can see it come back, but the re-signing and hometown discounts after two back-to-back breakups—that's really rare. Yeah. yeah, you know. Well, two like back-to-back all these... breakups is rare. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, a third is is unheard of for a long time, so. Um, you know, I mean, I think if everybody gets their feet under them, yeah, yeah, pretty much, you know, early eighties. Right. So, but I mean, I, I, I don't, I, they won't have as easy time of it this year anyway, if everybody gets the full season and everybody's got their feet under them and, and that, but, uh, I don't know. You just, you keep hearing news about certain players or coaches leaving organizations and it's not the bombers. (laughs) You know, like every other team's losing people here and there. I mean, nothing big, but but yeah, I don't know. I just find it very weird that they and well, and all are announcing well, the signings. Maybe bottom line is Winnipeg is a great place to live. Maybe they make really good Kool Aid there. I don't know. I lived there for twenty three years. I don't know what the novelty is. Maybe maybe. It, it got there after I left. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. Adam Stegio <laughs> talks very highly of that town. And, I mean, uh-huh. his wife is from Vancouver. He's from mm-hmm. south of Seattle. And, you know, they're they're not used to winters at all. And they, they're, they're talking very highly of their new home in Winnipeg. And they're happy there. Yeah, they just so is Adam, they built a home. Adam Bittale giving a hometown discount here? Probably. Well, and, because... and, 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 may, and maybe that's not the right terminology. Maybe they're just not taking as much as they could get on the table if they went open market, right? Like, maybe it's not that's a, a discount. hometown discount. Maybe it's, I guess, I don't know. It's. It's not like they're taking less than they made last year. Maybe they're just not taking as much as they could. Which I guess you know, is maybe, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, it is what it is. And maybe with a guy like Adam, Adam Football Big, careers oh, are short. Right. Adam Big is looking long-term. He's looking long-term, and he knows he can be a big fish in a little pond and make money for years to come. Okay? After football. So, that's right, because he's already maybe. started uh, – He's already started the Company financial him. services thing, yeah, that he's doing. So that's why he lives there year round. So if he can see the vision, then yeah. go for it by all means, for sure. I mean, I I, yeah. I did lie though. Lawler is trying out for the Falcons, right? Anybody that can make the NFL will leave. So yeah, I'm going to guess Lawler probably yeah. leaves. Yeah, yeah. Which is their top receiver, so that's a big one. 
but you just would expect more in yeah. the if, CFL if he, itself, if right? Sticks. No, they seem to be doing pretty good so far, the guys that have gone up for sticking. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's a long <laughs> long haul to stay up there until next season, right? Mm. Yeah. Yep. So. But uh, Lawler I, would be I'm a loss, impressed sure. with what Bombers are doing. I, 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 you know, you got to admire the culture that they have created to the fact where the players want to stay. Um, and, and that goes back to um, a couple of things. Is One is you can't have your coach and be the GM at the same time. And because you, do, you can't be the player's best friend and the guy with the purse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? but apparently, apparently, apparently uh, O'Shea is not everybody's best friend either. No way. Eh? I, I saw an interview a little while ago, and he says he never, ever, ever goes into the locker room because he says that's their domain, and he does not go in there. But you know what? He's a former player, and maybe he's found the chemistry to create a culture that he knows players will like. And maybe that's why they all come back. Who knows? Yeah. And it, what you know, and it could working? be the – yep, it is. It is. And if you think about all three of the management guys, the president, the general manager, and the head coach, they're all former players. And maybe they got together and decided, hey, if we create this culture, they will come. And so far it's worked. Yep. Hang on a second. What? Never mind. Okay. That was odd. I, what, I didn't know Kyle Walters was a player. He looks of course like this he was. Little scrawny rat, right? I know Wade Miller was a player and Mike O'Shea was a player, but I didn't know Kyle Walters was. He played DB. Oh, I thought you, a scrawny I thought little you were rat. Gonna, I thought you were going to say Wade Miller was a scrawny little rat. No, 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 Wade no, Miller. No. <laughs> no, no, nobody would mistake Wade Miller for that. He looks like he ate a football player. Anyways. I think he ate those rats. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, ooh, digressing there. Okay, moving on. Okay, like, was it last week? Did we actually hear about Jeff Reinbold not returning to the Tigers? Did we talk about that last yes. week? Yes, yes, it was last, last week. week. Yes. Okay. And, you know, it was, there was a lot of speculation going on that he, because he, he, he's had cancer before and that he was, this was health reasons or this was that, this was that, and he's not going back to Ticats. And then, like, fucking 48 hours later, it's announced that he's signing with the Montreal Alouettes. I mean, you, did you see the Ticats fans come unglued? From wishing him well in the rest of his life, da 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 da. da. Oh, you fucking traitor! You turncoat! Uh, everything that they could have taught, called him, they did. And yet, you know, forty-eight hours later, they were wishing him all the best. Hypocrisy is its best. I, I personally thought it was funny. Alouette. 
Uh, it was hilarious, right? Montreal Alouettes have a great special teams coordinator now, probably one of the best in the league at this point in time, and a stand-up guy, and he he promotes the league. He I would say one of the CFL best ever. Fan. Yeah, him and he does. Him, him and Pinball Clemens are the two best promoters of the CFL, in my opinion. Yep. So. I, I'm happy for the Montreal Alouettes. They they are slowly becoming a a, a quality organization. Much to the yes, they are. Will and his dislike of Danny Machocha. Mm-hmm. William, have I've always wondered what. Else? What was that? Go ahead, Charles. Let you finish that, and I'll bring Will in. in the no, back. no. I, I've always oh. wondered why Will had such a hatred for Danny Machocha. Answer the question. Will has, Will has Will has hatred for lots of things. No, that's not true. Hatred is a word I don't use. I don't hate anything, guys. Sorry, that's too big of a word. Okay. Strongly dislike. dislike. I just don't like his yeah. personality. I just don't like his personality. Okay. I uh I uh I think he's overrated. And uh yeah, that's that's it. And 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 mark my words, mark my words. I'm saying here live. That organization will not be what it should be 3 years from now. Trust me. Trust me on this. Cuz he's a control freak and he will dismantle what what is growing there. Believe me. And as far as Jeff Reinbold signing with Montreal, hey, I've always liked Jeff Reinbold. I I, I mm. don't think much of special team coaches because you know what I think of special teams. You don't but, like kickers. Uh, what has something to do with kickers? You know, you know what? I like Jeff Reinbold. He seems to be a personality guy. He's high energy. I like guys like that. And so, yeah, and maybe, maybe he's just looking for a change because – he might have been getting kind of stale in Hamilton. I think there was a problem there. I really think that he either wasn't allowed or wasn't able to do what he wanted to do. Because he's been with Ticast for quite a while, but he has just mm-hmm. recently been under uh, Orlando Steinauer, right? Well, Steinauer only took over the team in yeah. 2020 or 2020 or 2019, and and I think that it something's uh, happened there because you don't leave a, a, a you know a tenured position with a team like that. The real reason you didn't get promoted. Hmm. Okay, are the Owls offering you more money? Maybe, probably not enough to jump ship. Yeah. Because it's a sideways move. It, he didn't get. He went it, from the same exactly. one job to the same job in a different company. Uh, I heard some. I it read happened. someone uh, make the comment online, and it's an interesting one. They were wondering out loud whether or not this move, at least partially, had something to do with giving up the point in the Grey Cup. Well. Whether Reinbold and, was and maybe yes. for or against it, one or the other, and something didn't go right there. Well, Orlando Steinauer came public and said that he gave the running or the, the kick returner 
Yeah. The choice. He had the choice to do it. Okay? Yeah. He did say that. I, something about that did not fly with me with Jeff Reinbold because if you look at a picture of him on the sidelines when the guy took the knee, he lost his shit. Okay? He, 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 he was not... Jeff Reinbold does not have the ability to hide his emotions well. Okay? He was not pleased at all with what happened there. Now, no. Is, is, is he mad that his player did that, or is he mad that Steinauer allowed him to do that, or what happened? Because that guy had some serious real estate in front of him. He could have taken it out to the 35, maybe further. I mean, there was nobody near him. And he took nope, the that's true. So, I don't believe that somebody is willing to give up that amount of logo wear because he's got tons of Ticat gear in his closet over one play. You can't be that mad that about one play. That wouldn't solely have done it, but it might have been a contributing factor or maybe kind of the last draw there. If there was something else yeah. going on there, and maybe that that was just that was a tipping point for him. Who knows? I don't know that it is. It may it may not have been, but it's interesting that it well, that, just a couple weeks after. That's what I'm saying is that it had there there had to have been something going on there for mm-hmm. that to to happen because you don't do that over one play. I'm not sure. But something that I, because all of a sudden he leaves out of the blue with no real explanation and then resurfaces, not just another team, but a division rival less than a week later. Something weird going on there. That we don't know the story of. And may never, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? We can only speculate, you know. And you'll never know the real well, story. Well, kicked me out. What's that? What? I said blog talk kicked me out. What does that in. mean? It's still here, though. I am. I am now. Oh, I was gonna. I I think okay. I should say good night. Every, good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Just in case yep. you don't get to do it at the end you of the show. Do, <laughs> you you want to do that now? Do you? Should we say? Should yeah. we sign yeah. off? Go out. Hour Go mark, out. Hour mark. Yeah. We still got an hour and twenty-four minutes left, so we've still got lots of time. We don't. We'll worry about that later. Okay. okay. I I just, Chris, what do you? Th- what's your take on? Jeff Reinbold's story here. It leaves the Ticat under uh, dubious circumstances, I'll say, and then right away signs with the Owls. I mean, I, was that I weird 100%, you, you, Well, yeah, it's weird, but I agree with, with Charles and Will, as we will, we'll never know what it was. 
whether it was a combination of things or a personal thing or uh, there's going to there's reasons for sure and they're probably really interesting reasons but unfortunately we'll never know because he's too classy to start bitching about something or say something yeah. that you know he's not going to do that and Orlando won't the Hamilton you know no one's going to talk those sort of things happen and we're just not privileged to to know what the this you know what the story true story is and that so unfortunately I'm sure it's a really interesting story any of our theories probably work so take pick the one you like and run with it <laughs> we'll see him next year and see what he can do with Alfred as his yeah and then we'll see what he can do with Alfred as his returner next year because that'll yeah. be exciting guys he's a speed demon yeah so, Will doesn't like Danny Matoka. We've already gone over this, but he, he said that he just doesn't, he dismantles things. But he did a pretty good job in the Carabina, right? Did he not? In the what? His college, University Bowl. He did so. Team that he yeah, yep. yeah, he did a yeah, great he did, job. Right? He did a great job there. He did a great job there. So, you don't think that he's able to translate that program, work ethic, uh, whatever, into the pros? You are. He did want a great All into a quality organization? No, no, no. He no. Charles, Charles, Charles. They yeah. got rid of Tom Denny Higgins. Cup. They got rid of Tom Higgins and brought Danny Machocha in. That team was going to win regardless of who the coach was. Okay. My personal opinion. My personal opinion. But um, I... You know what? I, you don't you don't change your personality. We know what Chris Jones is, and we know he's not going to deviate from what he is. Okay, and he's already showed us that since coming back to Edmonton. Danny Machocha is the same way, not the same as Chris Jones, but he has his own thing. And trust me, trust me. Just sit back and watch. And and we are. Right? We're going to watch this and see what happens. Because, I mean, they've got some quality people in there. They've got, I mean, I, Kahari Jones has got to be one of the nicest guys that you can meet, right? Just number one personality. And I'm, I'm sure that if there's a coach in the CFL that players want to play for, Kahari's one of them. Okay? Now yeah. they say that players like to play for Mike O'Shea and they like to play for Chris Jones and you know what Kahari Jones is another one like that okay he, he's a player's yep. coach and and so is Jeff Reinhold okay and, and you know what they just the, the other Go thing Machocha is good at is he's good at bringing the fans in wherever he's at okay so Number one, he'll continue yeah. to hire. He'll continue to hire French Canadian players, and yes, he just he just he just brought Anthony Calvillo in, who is a god. Yeah, yes, with a favorite. Okay. Yeah, That's and a good point. it'll put people in. Right? It'll put people in the stands. It really will. So and that's actually what I was just saying. Is that the, the next segment was that. 
Anthony Calvillo yeah. is now the quarterback coach. And I don't like Anthony Calvillo as a player. I've never hit that guy. Okay? I don't like the way that he played football. But he's an amazing man. Okay? He's a stand-up guy, and he's gone through shit and abuse, and, 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 and but able to stand there with his head held high. And I respect Anthony Calvillo as a man. And I think that the team is going to be better because that he is there. So, you know, I, I think Danny Machocha is assembling a pretty goddamn good staff. Uh, yeah, I can see uh, a guy like Calvillo being a good coach. I well, think he's the guy that the players they, they will threw listen him to. In as a, they threw him in as, what, the offensive coordinator? He'd never coached yeah. a football game in his life? That was I mean, that wasn't fair. Right? And then that he was went setting over him up and, to fail. and worked with Danny. He went to work with Danny and at uh, in at the university, got some coaching experience. Now he's coming back to the Montreal Alouettes and doing it right. And, yeah, got to respect that, and I do. We'll see what happens. Chris, Anthony Calvillo, quarterback coach, Montreal Alouettes. That's a good move. Well, he needed to learn how to coach, right? You're right. When they slammed him in there right off the bat, he was way about. Oh, he was way. He was just not good. It was bad. He can be a great player and a horrible coach. Um, And it just clearly wasn't a natural thing to him. He he probably was a very quiet player on the field, which is rare for a quarterback. But um, yeah. So hopefully, I mean. I mean, he seemed to do good in, call, in the college system, so hopefully he's learned enough to, to be in. I mean, how can it be a bad move, right? Like, I mean, you're right, he's a fan favorite, and he'll bring people in, and, and as long as he can kind of coach, his, and, you know, like he's not on his own this time. He's got Kari Jones, and he's got a good system built in. So it's a good move. Mm-hmm. I, exactly. I have to say that the, the, the Dan and Machocha thing might be an Alberta thing because, to be honest with you, I can't stand the guy either. And... uh I can't really put my finger on it either. He just, I think it really stems back to when he was in charge of Edmonton. Uh, he, uh, not that I'm a big uh, Higgins fan either, but I mean, he walked into a team that was pretty much going to win the great cup, no matter what he did. And he acted like he was God's gift to football and he was kind of a dick. And, and then he slowly dismantled and ruined the team over three years. Like I, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I don't know why. Something about him rubbed me the wrong way, too. And, I mean, maybe it's just because of exposure, right? Like, maybe it's because in Alberta, because like, he was in charge of Edmonton at the time, you got you got to see more of it, or it was more of a rivalry. But, I mean, there's been lots of Edmonton coaches I like. So it's not just because he coached Edmonton. There was something about his personality. He he was a dick. I mean, he, he really came off as a he – maybe he's not, right? Maybe that's not fair, but it sure come off that way. And I think that was it. It was such a high level of arrogance for so little work, and he just did nothing and tore that team apart. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you didn't. I, think, that I figured I better say that. Though. Uh, no. 
Yeah. He walked into a team After that they won the great cup. The great kinda, cup. Yeah. Yep. Once they won it, they totally kind of went downhill it. pretty quickly. Yep. And that was because that was his influence at that point. Because the team that he took over was was going to win. I mean, it was built to win, and he just destroyed it, ruined it. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, see. I, I, um, I, I would compare I him to Jason Moss. I don't why they got rid of Tom Higgins. You what? Yeah, well, I mean, he'd done all the hard work. Well, I can I compare Machocha to, like, uh, Jason Moss. Not any way of just someone that rubs me the wrong way. Someone that I'm never going to like as a coach, right? Just like Chris Jones, and they're all different reasons, but there's just something about, you know, like – like Jason's a little easier because he's breaking headsets and he acts like a child and it's not, he's not professional. I don't have any patience for that, but um, you know, they all have their own reasons, but, and, and Machocha was just that. Like, I mean, he just was, he was so bad in that time frame, And I think it really stems for, he really portrayed like he was God's gift to football that year. And he did, had nothing to do with that team. And then he slowly totally destroyed it. Well, still telling everybody he was God's gift to football. And that they were all wrong. Like he just had that attitude. It was just like well, everything he did was right, and everything everybody said was wrong. And no matter what the proof was, and I mean, you got to have confidence, I guess. But there's just something about him, you know. Like I mean, I I don't like it when when quarterbacks do it too, right? Like Bo's very notorious for it, although he's pretty humble these days. But you know, you need a little swagger when you're in those positions. But you got to be able to humble and control it too, right? I don't know. I can't but disagree yeah, not with anything. Chris just Chris Chris way more articulate than I could have explained it, but I agree with everything he said. And actually going back to Anthony Calvillo and what kind of a guy he is, I just read in his biography that on November nineteenth of twenty twenty one he became a Canadian citizen, which is pretty cool. He did. Yeah, I remember yeah. hearing something about that, yeah. Yeah, I actually met him and got to spend a couple hours with him talking. He's he's a, he's a really really good guy. He really is a good guy. He met my kids, signed cards for them. He came and talked to some Pee Wee uh, players for us. Yeah, he was awesome. Yep. No, he's. Uh, I think he's a great guy. Awesome. No, I, yeah, I and, and you were like very clear with that. Out. Yeah, you didn't like him as a quarterback. I understand that. I mean, he was very specific, very successful with it. But, but I mean, I've always made the same argument about, like, uh, Mazzoli. He fits in that system and looks good in it, but I think he'd stink anywhere else. Although Calvillo's skills were much more applicable across the board for a lot more teams because he was just a quick pocket passer, right? He just never held the ball long enough, which is Ricky Ray made a living out of yeah, it too, he, right? he would throw it in yeah, the crowd. Yeah, that's true. He would throw the crowd before he he'd look for a second read. It'd run out of bounds, yeah. right? Yeah. So I mean, it's and, just whether you like that, that style or not. Like, yeah. Take a fucking hit, you pussy. This is football. Stay in, stay in the pocket, her down, and let your receivers get themselves open. Okay? No. But he had a really long career. No, he had a really long career. And, he, yeah, he, he, he never got hit. Yeah. And he's, he's a little got, guy, too, got, actually. And I was going to say, he's got more great cup rings than another guy who likes to get hit all the time. So, just saying. Well, yeah. 
I, mean, I know, it is I know, what it is. I know it's it, longevity is there. It works for it works for him, but that to me is not the style of football that I like to see a quarterback play. That's it. You know, right. it, it, it's personal opinion on my part. I like that's to see fair, a quarterback that is willing to take a hit, willing to take a hit to get let give it his team that extra little chance to get open. And if he can get that guy open, he goes through first, second, and third yep. read, grabs a guy, boom, he. And, and the worst thing is that if he his first read wasn't there, and he would dump the ball right in the center in a screen pass to Ben Cahoon and watch that guy get exploded by some linebacker. Yep. I don't know no. how many times Ben Cahoon got laid out because Anthony Calvillo just overthrew that ball just a little bit, and he had to expose his rib cage to get it, and then he got blown up. And I mean, if you can't take care of your best receiver any better than that, no, fuck, I, no, I don't like Anthony Kelvin as a player. That's it. I'm sorry, no. but like you said, a human being, he's a wonderful man. I've never had the honor of meeting him, but you know everything that I've seen about what he's done off the field, total respect. Yeah, and it's a great. He's got a great story too. If you ever saw that TSN documentary they did on him of him growing up in, in Los Angeles and stuff like that. It's actually a really, really good yeah, story. And then two boats with cancer and still played football through it. I mean, there's a lot, yeah. lot to that guy's life. You know? Yeah. So, you know, good on him. No, I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him to be back with the Montreal Alouettes organization. I'm happy for him to be in a position in which that he can grow and learn and coach the team. I, I, I would love to see him end up being the head coach of the Montreal Alouettes long-term down the road, five years, six years, seven years from now. I think that that would be a phenomenal thing for that franchise. Okay, Whether it happens or not is irrelevant. I just, I, I'm pleased that he is put in a position in which that he can succeed. And not thrown to the wolves mm-hmm. like he was before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully he can help out Vernon Adams too, because I mean the boy's got potential, but he's a little too much of a wild card still. Big play boy. Yeah. Well, if you if you can't do that with Kahari Jones and Anthony Calvillo as your coaches, man, you're fucking guard. You yep. need to be gone. Yep. And I am not a Vernon Adams fan at all. I just no, I'm, he's honestly, he's not my he's not my style of player either. He's too flashy. But uh, but I mean, you know, I, he's been kicking around and giving it his all. I mean, I I I wouldn't you know if he succeeds, good on him. I'm not cheering against him. But yeah, he's not my style of player either at all. Mm-hmm. At all. Well, you know, I, I took a dislike to him when he was back in BC. Because uh, BC had him on hit on their negotiation, not uh, not Manglis, yeah, that's what it's called, is it? Manglis. Manglis. Um And and he found out about it, came up to Vancouver and said, uh, "Well, the only way I'm signing with you guys is if you make guarantee that I'm the starter." Hmm. Who is this? He never played a down of football. Anthony, uh, no, 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 Vernon Adams. Uh, Vernon Adams. Oh, Vernon Adams, right, that's right. Yeah. Right? 
And, and we had Travis Lule. Mm-hmm. And, and Vernon Adams wanted to be guaranteed the number one starting position. And Wally said, fuck you, and traded them to Montreal. Yeah, not this. Mm-hmm. Traded yep. his rights to Montreal. And, and then he went somewhere else, didn't he? And then he came back to Montreal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he went know. to uh, Saskatchewan, uh, wasn't it? Didn't he go to Saskatchewan for a bit? I think he did. Yeah, I think so. He's well-traveled. He's been around a lot, yeah. Well, because he still can't read defenses that way. Yeah. That's the, he still that's the killer in the quarterback position. Yeah, and that's, mm-hmm. that's always going to be the killer for their, the Canadian position is with the extra back and stuff, you gotta you got to start learning how to read those that extra player and the defenses or you're going to be just eaten alive. And you can see it, right? He'll be doing good, doing good, and then he'll throw a pick that had no reason for him to let go of the ball, and that's that's purely just a poor read on his half. They have. Yeah. You know, whereas the picks yeah, that Bo were throwing up this year. Yeah. Hamilton. Oh, that's right. He was in mm-hmm. Hamilton, too. That's right. For a brief oh, time. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then back to Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, he was all yeah. over the place. He, he's just not going to stick. Yeah. Kari Jones likes him though, so well, apparently. So so be it. Let's let's see what happens uh, there. Can we'll let her rip and not like we have a choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh moving on the agenda. Is twenty twenty two a make or break year for Cody Fajardo? Well, here's where I I, I find a little bit of humor and and is Charles, is this your question, or was this a question from the article? Well, it kind of was, uh, you know, mentioned in the article, so I just kind of took it from there. Because okay. I think that every year is a make-or-break year for a quarterback, especially a new one, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is this year a make-or-break year for Cody Fajardo? Yes, it is. Is it a make-or-break year for Mike Riley? Yes, it is. Is it a make-it-or-break year for Bo Levi Mitchell? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Dane Evans? Well, I mean... Yes, it is. Right? Yeah. Go ahead. You're only as good as your last well, season, man, right? Like That's true, <laughs> but I, I think it's more talking about, you know, because guys like Mike Riley and guys like Bo Levi Mitchell, they have a lot more experience. They have a lot more you know, pedigree in the league and stuff like that. A guy like, and they've won championships. A guy like Cody Fajardo, who's never won nothing, uh, eventually a team's got to decide, you know what, is this our guy? Is this this the guy that's ultimately going to win us a title? And um, you only get so long to do it. And I think in a situation like this, uh, you got to look at it that – Cody Fajardo, you know, he had the big breakout year in 2019. This year he was really, I think, kind of up and down this year. Uh, So you got to think that if he has another inconsistent or subpar year in Saskatchewan in 2022, uh, is that going to be kind of the last draw where Saskatchewan moves on to somewhere else? because they feel that he's not going to be the guy that gets the job done. Well, first off, to move on to somebody else, you have to have somebody else to move on to. 
That's um, true. Okay, and that that's a big one that most people don't realize. Uh, well, yeah, we got to get rid of this guy. Well, okay, who are you going to get? I, like, let's we're going to get rid of Mike Riley. Okay, who are you going to get? Well, we got Nathan Rourke. Nathan Rourke like started one game, and and he only made it to half time, and he came in a couple other games. Yes, and played some football, but you know, seriously, mm-hmm. you, you're going to throw the reins to a football team like that. I mean, we we did that with uh, Jonathan Jennings. Anointed him the starter, and how did that go for us? Actually, it went that didn't well. turn that out all that well. Season after that, it didn't for one year. No, no, not really. Yeah. So, um, it, it, I did that analogy, not al- analogy, that's bad, analysis of the Saskatchewan season. And I said, if, if Randy Ambrosi had not done his CFL 2.0 and forced each team to have a global player, BC may have had a real kicker, and we would have won extra games, Saskatchewan would have lost two, and Saskatchewan would not have made the playoffs. Now, they did make the playoffs, and they did get bounced by Winnipeg. They did, they did beat Calgary out, right? And then they got bounced by Winnipeg. It's, they weren't that good of a team. That's my opinion, is they, they they were not that good of a team last year. Yes, they got those two victories from BC. They shouldn't have because we lost them over less than a, uh, one field goal, and we missed field goals in that game. And I'm not being a, a, a sport sour grapes BC Lions fan over this. The fact is that if we had a real kicker, we would have had those those two victories. We would have had another one. Mm-hmm. And Saskatchewan would have had two losses. That's five games difference. There's more than five. There's less than five games spread between BC and Saskatchewan. They would have missed the playoffs. Would we be talking about Cody Fajardo as a Saskatchewan Rough Rider if they had missed the playoffs last year? This conversation we're having right now be different? Possibly. Yeah, he won, he he made the playoffs and he actually won a playoff game. But what if he didn't? Because he shouldn't. He didn't. He didn't win those games. The other team lost them. Reality sets in, and I know people have a big problem with that. And Will will say it. It's all about the W. And it's 100% correct. He got the W, but he didn't earn it. Is it a make-or-break year for Cody Fajardo? Yes, it is, in my opinion. William, I haven't heard from you in a while. Step up. Right, because you, you were talking. Um, well, you know... I mean, he he is the best quarterback in the CFL currently, is he not? Is that right, Phil? Are, according to Are Phil you Miller. out there, Phil? Okay, well, I just, you know, Phil Miller's opinion is important. Um, you know what? Would we even be talking about Cody Fajardo if, if 
Zach Kolaris hadn't have got Zach hurt Calero? in 2019, okay, would we even be talking about Cody Fajardo? Would he have even gotten the opportunity? Would he even be in the CFL right now? Those are all interesting questions. Um, They're all valid questions, too. And, I, and I've always believed that Cardi, Cody Fajardo thinks, thinks run first, pass second. And when you get a quarterback like that, you don't learn how to read defenses. And I, I just don't think he's that good of a quarterback. Is it a make-or-break year for him? Yeah, it is because Saskatchewan fans are fickle. And he'll only be a hero for another year if they don't make the playoffs and if they don't win a Stanley Cup. So, there you go. I don't think they're ever going to win a Stanley Cup again. No, that's what I was Grey going to Cup, say. Grey Cup, I mean. Grey Cup, Grey Cup, I mean. That makes more sense. <laughs> the odds okay. of them winning a Stanley Cup are really slim. <laughs> right. But... The Canadian teams in the NHL won a great Stanley Cup. Never mind fucking football teams. What was it? Did that, I saw something interesting the other day that an American team won the Grey Cup. Since a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. That's true, because the Montreal Canadiens last one were the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. That was in 1993, and the Baltimore Stallions won the Grey Cup in 1995. Two years later. Yeah. Hmm. That's kind of depressing. Kind of weird statistic. Kind of depressing. Yeah. Did you know that there's a a, a greater distance? in time between 1980 and now than there is between 1939 and 1980. Okay, you're trying to make us all feel old. That one kind of blew me away because it's a fact. 1939 is the beginning of the Second World War. And more time has passed since I graduated. Hmm. Okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. There's a large crop of good receivers available for free agency. Who is most likely to move? Wow, okay. Let's go look at this list. Let's look at the list. There's a lot of free agent receivers. Okay. This is Marshall Ferguson, isn't it? Yes. Yep. The one name that can be taken Later. off this one is, um, of course, Lucky Whitehead. Bagleton? Signed, so. What's that? And Bagleton? Bagleton? Yeah, Bagleton's also off Didn't the list. Did he sign with the Stampeders? Yes, yep. he did. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm looking at this list. There's a there's some good receivers out here. Ooh. Who's gonna move? Who do you see moving? Kenny Lawler? 
Well, Kenny Lawler might end I mean, up in the NFL because he's trying out down there. In the NHL. Correct. I, the one that I, I think has the most possibility to move and I don't like it is Brian Burnham. Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing. With that big contract that Lucky White had signed, we'll talk about that a little bit later, that's going to make it increasingly difficult to re-sign Brian Burnham, which I'm sad about because I don't how, want him to leave. How can you sign him for less money? I mean, the three top receivers in the CFL last year, Kenny Lawler, Brian Burnham, Lucky Whitehead. Yep. And as the GM of the BC Lions, how do you not sign him? Well, I mean, they could potentially... If they were to release uh, Lamar Durant, that would free up some money. Yeah, but then who's your Canadian? Yeah. Javon Chitoy. Well, that's that's a good toy did an amazing job last year. Why couldn't he be? But here's the problem. He's a free agent, too. Yeah, he is. In mm. fact, he's number 12 on this list, but he's not going to command the money that Brian Burnham will, and he probably won't even command the money that Lamar Durant would. Well, I don't think the, the, the uh, Lamar won't get the offer he got. I, I think he fluked off when BC paid him what they did, to be honest with you. They, they overpaid him because he was a Canadian. Well, and he was from BC, too, so. Mm-hmm. So. But, uh I don't know. Does it break it down by team? I'm, I don't have access to it, so. It, it, it doesn't by have to get the top twenty. It does. Or it says he who we play they play for, but it just it gives the top twenty. It doesn't give. Right. Because uh, Burnham is one, so Kenny Lawler is number two. Re- Reggie and the third one is Bagleton. Yeah. Right. So let's take him off the list. Next is Duke Williams, yeah. Kamar Jordan. Lucky Whitehead is off the list. Jake Winicki. Hmm. Greg Ellingson. Well, Duke's, Duke Williams is an interesting one. He sure changed Saskatchewan around. They'd be crazy to let him go, but... Yeah. He's definitely a get-money-first kind of guy, though. Yeah. But just yeah. fair enough, like so I said. I mean, that's, you got to... Free agency, I bet he's going to Toronto or something. Yeah, I think he's going to get a big payday because, I mean, he. there's no doubt he changed Durant while well, he won Western Semi, and he's changed Saskatchewan totally around, so... I don't think there's any doubt that Duke's going to get paid, and whether Saskatchewan can come up with that money or not, who knows? Heck, he might end up in Edmonton with his old coach. 
the interesting thing with uh, this list is there's not a lot of Canadians on here. No. Lamar Durant, no. uh, Javon Kitoy, I think those might be the only two. But that's the top 20. Nate Bahar. Yeah. Nate, Nate Bahar. Bahar. Nate Bahar, sorry, yeah, he's Canadian. Um, he's never done anything. Really, that's pretty much it. I don't believe Jake Winnicky's a Canadian, is he? Uh, no. no, he's from Minnesota. Yeah, touchdown Jake is from the U.S., yeah. Yeah. And Montreal, Montreal would be crazy to let him go, so he'll get paid. Yep. I don't know. I mean, it's the top 20. That's why there's not a lot of Canadians on there, because I know that Calgary's got like three or four coming up free agents this year alone. They're just not top receivers. Because <laughs> Danny is and Mahila is. And, I, a couple uh, I think, but I just noticed something. I think CFL.ca needs a proofreader because they've got above the uh, number 20 guy, Devarius Daniels, they got a list of receivers that said just missed the cut, and the fifth receiver on just missed the cut was Nate Bahar, who is actually number 16 on the list. Mm-hmm. So he didn't technically miss the cut. He's actually right on the cut. There you go. Well, I don't know. Nate Bahar's never done jack. Hmm? I was going to say, I don't, I don't think Kamar Jordan is going anywhere. To be honest with you, because he lives in he lives in Calgary full time, and his girlfriend is also her wife is also from Calgary. I don't know if he's going to go anywhere. Hard to say. He needs to maybe, put in a full. Maybe. He needs to put in a full season. That's his problem. Yes. Again, are you going to are you willing to take the risk and pay him big bucks and bring him? Like we were talking mm-hmm. about Durant yeah, earlier, maybe. right? BC took the chance. Yeah. They got one year out of it, and then they paid for it. He's the same yeah. case. I mean, he's got great potential, but holy crap, has he ever been on the field for a whole season? No, so. Yeah, well, I think well, maybe Toronto will take a chance on him. You never know. Yeah, well, they are Calgary East, right? So I'm sure they'll take anybody that's going to yeah. there. So. You know, Nate Fahar is on this list twice. I'm not sure why he's on this list once. His best season is 439 yards, and he's got one career touchdown catch. Why oh, he's is he horrible. on the list? Nate Bahar, the Nate guy Bahar. was on the list twice, and he shouldn't be on here tw- once. Nah, he's a horrible player. He's not really on the he, list twice. But. He, he, he jinxed his career with his bullshit when he was drafted, so I have no respect for him, just like that Jordan Saint. John O'Lyman with uh, Saskatchewan. Just I say John. Thought they were hot shit. You know, thought they were hot shit and refused to show up unless they got what they wanted and blah, 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 blah. And like Eric of Lindros all over again. It's the the gods, the fates uh, tend to give you what you deserve sometimes. <laughs> Ooh, karma's a bitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. show, up and show, up, show up and prove that you're worth all the bullshit talk. Don't fucking tell me how good you are. Show me. And he's a perfect example of that. So, and very un-Canadian. Very un-Canadian. So that was I was never mm-hmm. impressed with him at all. I thought he was. 
very arrogant. So, and he's never done anything ever. Like, if you're going to stand okay. out, the team to do it on is Ottawa. Well, they didn't have a quarterback either. But I mean, like, if you're going to stand out, you figure on a horrible team, it's going to be your best shot. But, but I don't know. So, free agency is coming up, and it's coming up quick, right? It's less than a month away. Less than a month, yeah. Less, less than a month away. Who, what yep. team is going to make the biggest impact in free agency? Who's going to be the big player? I don't know who's not going to be the big player. <laughs> John Huffdiggle, he'll be fishing. What, you mean Huff? Yeah, yeah. he goes fishing. He'll be fishing. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I mean, he's already taken care of a few parts of the business, right? So, what's he got to worry about? Yeah, I do. I mean, Sankey would be like. I mean, there's lots on the list that would be nice, but every team's got that this year, right? I mean, there's like 800 fucking yeah. players, free agents. So, you know, yeah. like everybody's got ones yeah. that they're going to lose that they'd like to keep, but find new ones, right? That's what you do. Find I, new ones. I was but, actually uh, surprised yeah. to see him. Um, to see uh, that they signed uh, Derek Dennis because it's rare for Huff to bring guys back once they've got rid of them and signing an older player like that. Yeah. yeah well, you know, you know what? what? The, only time, he's, right. the only, only time he's ever looked good, only time he's ever looked good is when he's with Calgary. It's something about the coach or something about that. That's and, true. And they can use the help. He's he's proven veteran. Yep on that team and he's always seemed to show up and do well with Calgary then he gets in his head that he deserves more and he leaves and then he fucking bombs out and and uh, yeah I, I, I have to admit though that I'm surprised because that's twice now he's done the exact same game twice but, yeah, but uh, I guarantee uh, I guarantee Huff got him cheap I guarantee oh, yeah. it 100% 100% he did same as last time too and that's probably what the attraction yeah. Yep. He knows he'll come and perform for him, and he's getting him cheap. Did he yep. even – he didn't even play last year, did he, Derek? Nope. Know? They wouldn't release him. They Edmonton refused to play for him, and they wouldn't release him. him. Right. Yeah. They screwed him. But, Real. I mean, he also opened his big goddamn mouth, and they kind of deserved it, so I don't know. Yeah, but, well, uh, he's notorious for that. And again, kind of he comes and he's pretty quiet in Calgary. Like it just seems to be his career fit. I don't. He just keeps blowing it. But yeah, I don't know. Yep. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, everybody's got people to sign. But uh, you know what? I think the biggest winner this year in free agency is who's going to be able to sign the most of their own freaking talent. That's what it's going to come down to. It's not going to be who you sign from other players, other teams, because there's tons of people out there. It's who are you going to keep on your team that you that that adds to your team. That's who's going to win free agency this year. Which it actually, that, I can no, make the argument was last I, year. I, I don't, I don't agree with that. No, I do. Okay. Well, what? No, because what? Why? Why? Why would Ottawa sign the most amount? Of- that they had last year? Why would Edmonton sign the most amount of players that they had last year? Not the most amount. I said the most important to their team. Like their key, the key people that they need back. And some some of those teams are going to be less, obviously, like Ottawa. 
And yes, they're obviously going to have to find a quarterback, so that'll be their big signing in free I, I agency. Think be so, I think player in free agency. I think they could be. I think they have to be because that team needs a complete overhaul, and it has for a few yeah. years. And they they and they've gone out and they've tried to put band aids on it, and it hasn't worked. They, they've got a they've got a really. Well, they just, got rid of the GM. Yeah. Right. They got rid of the GM. So now this is a yeah. new GM. This is somebody who's coming in and needs to make a mark on their team, and they have to do a bit, have a big splash in free agency. They just have to. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the number one player. Last year it was Toronto. This year it's going to be Ottawa. They they don't mm-hmm. have a choice. Their team stunk last year. And so did Edmonton, yeah, but I don't years. think it was so much. I don't think Edmonton stank so bad because of the players. I just don't think anything was working right in that city. But mm-hmm. just too much was the matter with Edmonton. A lot to do with the GM. It had a lot to do with a lot of things. and I mean, they they lost their heart. Mm-hmm. Let's see if they can get that back. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, there was people making arguments on paper before the season started they would be win the Great Cup because of the talent they had, right? So play, it's not a player issue in, in Edmonton at all, I agree. It wasn't players. And, and, and that was it. And us on the panel, we are looking at each other, going, what the fuck are they seeing that we're not? I, I literally said Edmonton will be dead last in the West. Yeah. Before the season started, I said Edmonton was going to be dead last in the West. And and where were they? And, and yeah. I didn't get any dead arguments left. from Mark, from Charles, from Will. Everybody looked at them and said, they're not going to do squat this year. Yeah, because they, really they were crap. He wasn't going to be where they were, but they were just shit. And I did not see anything that looked like a team, a football team there. Right. And I was late, 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, did we get shit from Edmonton fans. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, sure. They're going to be the – you're going to be laughing. Stuck. Ha, ha, ha. You have no idea what you have anything about football. No, man. Edmonton, dead last in the West. Called it. I don't know. I can't make that decision right now, but I don't think there's going to be that much more improved. Hmm. We'll see what happens if we. I don't. Know. Yeah, we got to see how many moves they make and what they do. I mean, Chris Jones huh? is who he is, but he does have a winning way, so we'll see. I mean, he's he the GM again. Yeah, so as a coach, be a full season. As a coach, he has a winning way. As a GM, he's, the jury's still out. Yeah. And it took him, what, three in Saskatchewan to, to put a decent product? I mean, he won more games each year that he was there. But it was year three before he really made the team decent. Granted. So. And he mm-hmm. was the GM the whole time. And, I mean, Saskatchewan yeah. did have a, a powerhouse when he left. Craig Dickinson didn't yes. do anything to build that team into the first-place team in the West. 
And if anything, no. since Craig Dickinson has taken them, they, they're going downhill. Yeah, well, because he's still trying to run it like a Chris Jones team, and he's not Chris Jones. That's the problem. He's not Chris Jones. No, and he's not willing to do whatever it takes to win. And the, the, his biggest players are all still Jones people, and they're all knows. dickheads. And yeah. I don't think he knows what it takes to win. I almost I feel sorry Greg for him Dickinson when he has to. I was a good choice for a coach. Mm. I almost feel sorry for him when he has to go up and defend his dickhead players like Purifoy. <laughs> He's learned his lesson. It was just a bad mistake. He was hungry, hungry, angry. <laughs> it's like, okay, Greg, yeah, yeah, you you go sit back down and. Try to convince yourself of what you're saying because I don't believe you at all because you're not that kind of person and you would never yeah. be that kind of person. So why would you ever support that kind of person other than the fact is he's one of your best players, so you better get up there and do it. So, yeah. Whereas Chris Jones would go up there with a big smile and the southern drawl and fucking just lay it on thick. So, Yeah. Well, it just reminds me of Ken Austin defending Brandon Banks. Yeah. It was personal matter. How do you do that? Yeah. Personal matter. Well, yeah, you saw had a your pool soul. party. Yeah, I mean, you saw your soul, right? That's, that's a, like every time Craig does it, I think a whole piece of him dies. Because <laughs> he's not that kind of person. He's too good of a person. You know, he's too too straightforward and honest. And he's trying to run a team that was built around people that are really talented but have no morals whatsoever. So. They, they don't. His team does not reflect him at all. You are 100 percent right. He's done nothing to that team since he took it over, other than diminish it a bit. No, because people have left. Yeah. But that's because he's never made it his team. It's still Chris Jones' team. It's just being trying to be run by him. He's never put a stamp on that team. Mm-hmm. Never. Well, who's the GM over there? Uh, Jeremy Jer- O'Day. Jeremy O'Day. Yeah, Jeremy O'Day. That's right. And, I mean, he got the job, and he's just about winning, so that's fine. Okay. Moving on. 37 minutes left in the show. I am watching the clock today. We'll see. I was watching it last time, and I watched it go click down for two minutes, and all of a sudden we ran out of time. Yeah, that's uh, okay. Uh, click. I don't yeah. Click. Click. Lucky Whitehead re-signs at BC for two more years, making him the highest-paid receiver in the CFL. Did the Lions overpay for him? Well, I know what Will's going to say. You don't pay that much for a receiver because receivers are a dime a dozen. So we're running backs, so we're DBs. So... Anyhow, um, $200,000, wasn't that what he got paid? Yep, more. Isn't it more? $200,000 this year, then 205000 the year after. Yeah. Yeah. He paid a lot of money. He's, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But, you know, you, you, you look at the stats, and I'm not going to do anything really spectacular here. You look at the stats, and Kenny Lawler beat him in yards. Okay, receiving yards. 
Put combined yards on there. And and put in his 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 returning yards. And and it gets stupidly crazy. Yep. But you also have to think too that uh, Lucky White had missed uh, several games with a broken wrist. Yes. And you got to ask yourself, well, if he stayed healthy, would he have beaten Kenny Lawler in yards? Certainly possible. I. Was it that close? I don't know. I, Lawler was ahead of him a fair amount, but uh, he played, I think, four or five more yards. yards. That's all it was, 50, 50 yards. yards? Then he would have beaten him, probably. Would have beaten more. him. Almost and, certainly. And, and Lawler, Lawler actually played one less game. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. That was Brian Burnham I'm talking about. Uh, Lucky Whitehead okay. played 12 games and... And actually, there was only uh, 80 yards difference. Okay. So you and uh, Lawler played all 18, right? Did he play a full game? There was season? not 18. There was only 14. No, oh, sorry, there's only no, 14. He had the DUI thing, remember? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that. So he played that 13 old. games. Okay. And Brian Burnham 12. played all 14. Whitehead played 12. And he was only back by 80 yards. 82 yards. But then you look, turn around, and look at the returning yards. Yeah. That's where where you're going to see the difference. Well, I don't know. Why is Lucky Whitehead only got 130 yards? Because they didn't use right. him much. They didn't use him much. Are those kickoff returns or punt returns? Uh, that's a punt return yard. <laughs> then he has to have more than that. And he has zero yards in kick returns. There you go. Actually, I don't think he did. I don't think he did kickoffs. So, to me, that's that. Or was it missed field goals that he did it? That's not part of this. Well, I know he at least one punt return touchdown because I was at the game where he did it. Um, Punt returns. 130 yards, one touchdown, yeah, 79 yards. I thought he had more than that. All purpose yards is what you want. Mm-hmm. And I can't find that category. Special teams, field goal, punting, no, 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 no. Kickoff returns, kick returns, missed field goal returns. Lucky Whitehead had 138 yards and missed field goal returns. Anyhow. Should he be the highest paid receiver in the league? 
possibly. Is 200000 too much for him? Yes. I don't think we should be paying receivers that much. Canadian or otherwise. Canadian or otherwise. And, and, and the concept to me is what's the value of your house? Can anybody tell me what the value of your home is? It is exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't care what your assessment is. I don't care what your appraisal is. I don't care what anything is. The value of your house is exactly what somebody is willing to pay for it if you are willing to sell it for that. Okay. Is Lucky Whitehead worth $200,000? According to the BC Lions, yes. According to Lucky Whitehead, yes. Is he worth it? Yes. Because that's what the market is allowing at this point in time. Yeah, I guess the question is more, do you think he would get that in the free market? And I think he would. I I don't think think he had a choice. Yeah, I think he would. But my question is, will they be able to pay Brian Burnham enough to be with BC? That's the big question. We did talk last week about why Lucky Whitehead did so well because you had Brian Burnham on the other side of the field. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm curious to know. And maybe they can do it by getting rid of Lamar Durant. But, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a conundrum because now in Calgary, I'm thinking Calgary is in the same position because they gave Reggie Begleton quite a good chunk of change. And, you know, what are they going to have to pay Kamar Jordan? Or are they even going to pay Kamar Jordan? So it's uh, it'll be interesting. Well, if you, it, it 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 will be. It's going to be an interesting free agency, no question about it. Brian Burnham, you got to look at the concept. Is at at what age is he? Is is it? Do you believe that Brian is now in the declining years? We didn't see it, not coming in number two on the on the thing. He is 31 years old. 31. So he's not over the hill. I mean, he's I think he's probably got a couple more decent years left. He'll be 32 coming by the time the season starts. Right. So, yeah, he's got a couple more years in him. Mm-hmm. Brian Burnham isn't isn't the player that leads the league in yak yards. No. Brian Burnham is the player who leads the league in absolutely the most spectacular catches. Yep. Okay. And Whitehead led the league in yak yards. So, 
What are we going to see? I mean, do you just get pissed off at the fact that your, your team didn't make the playoffs two years in a row and say, you know what? I, I need to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's Winnipeg offering? And you got to think, too, at 32 years old, he's not going to have many contracts le- left. So he's not going to be super eager to be giving out some uh, hometown discount this time because he's not going to be um, – he's not got too many uh, contacts left in him. Right. But why would you give BC Lions a hometown discount when they can't make the playoffs? You do that because you want to stay with a team that has got the potential to win a Grey Cup. I mean, right mm-hmm. now, Adam Big Hill's giving Winnipeg a, a hometown discount. Because, hey, why wouldn't you? But, well, you and know, the it, other thing, the other thing is, why would would you give them a hometown di- hometown discount if you've been giving them now? You gave them one last time, okay? And yeah. now they've. Now they've turned around. Hold on. Now they've turned around and taken a one-year receiver and paid him the highest money on the team. And what are you? You've In been the league. you've been you've been sacrificing for the BC Lions, and this is what they do for you. So I don't know. BC Lions have to match Lucky Whitehead's contract with Brian Burnham. Basically, but can you afford? Yeah, can you afford to have four hundred thousand dollars tied up in two receivers? That's a lot of money. They're the two best that should probably be better. Fucking league. I agree with that, but then, (laughs) and then you've also got what six hundred thousand in in uh, Riley's contract. So five and five and a quarter. Five and a quarter. Now five and a quarter. Now that's right. Uh, so that's, I don't know, it's, it's tough there. That, that's a million of your five and three players. Yeah, that's, that's not good. You're going that's to suffer million. elsewhere. Right, that's $925,000 between three players. Mm-hmm. Can they afford not to do it? Yeah, they're kind of in a catch-22. You're damned if you can do, damned if you don't at this point. Yep. They, they, they have to do it. I believe they'll do it. And they might. I think we'll have, to wait and see. have some influence in that. Well, just as a, I don't know, as a side note of that, I guess, is if they were offering him that, wouldn't he have signed too then? Like if that was... Well, now you they think were, so. Yeah, like I I would think that if that there was their plan to offer equal contracts to both of them, they would have done it at the same time and they would have both signed. Yeah, that's a good know. point, actually. That's a really good point. Yeah, no. I, I don't no, disagree with you, but I also look at the fact is now the, the two GMs, which is uh, Neil McAvoy and uh, Rick Campbell, have tell free agency 
to sign as many players as they can so that they can afford to sign Brian Burns before free agency. Right. Do you know what I mean? Is that Hope to get a bunch of discounts to pay some of the money, yeah. Yes. So maybe at this point in time they can't afford both of them. But there's a possibility they can. And they have till the deadline to do it, right? So, yeah, I guess. Yeah. If you can get a bunch of discounts. But I got to think, though, that if they are going to re-sign Burnham, they've got to do it before he hits free agency. If he hits free agency, he'll be gone. 100%. Well, maybe and maybe not. Maybe. And and I, I, I I I don't disagree with you. But if they had offered Brian Burnham $180,000 right now and said, let's make this, let, let, let's get as close to free agency or go into it as possible, and we'll see if we can bump that up to 185, 190, 195, 200,000, or whatever else. But you, this is the money that we've got on the table, slated on the table for you at this point in time. Let's see what we can sign up in the next while and how well we can sweeten the pot for you. How. How vested would he be into trying free agency? Okay, now that's a fair comment. That's that makes sense, right? I mean, this is—you always like the devil, you know. Mm-hmm. He obviously likes it in BC. He's played his entire career here, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's just—it's just one of those things. He's comfortable. But on the other hand, and, and who on doesn't the other want hand. To- who doesn't want to be a receiver with Mike Riley throwing on the ball? Yeah, yeah, but on the other hand, enough. on the other hand, you have your old buddy, Juroy Simon in Edmonton. Okay. You never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Maybe free agency come and nobody offers them that much and they get a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Not right, but whatever. You never know that either. It's you never know that. It's going to happen to some. It's it's going to happen to you some can't players. Rule that I don't out. think it burn him. Well, I, for Burnham, I think you can. I think he's going to get offered a decent salary. I, I don't think you're going to ever get he's Burnham for a deal. He's the number two receiver in the league last yes. year. Yes. I'm being. I'm being with him. I'm being silly. 2019. Yeah. Yes. No. I, I, with him, I'm I, being silly. It's just. There is a strategy out there with some of the coaches and GMs is that, that if you've got a player that's asking for too much, you take that chance, let him go to free agency, find out that he's not worth what he thinks he is, and then maybe you sign him for a decent price, right? So save yourself some money. I think that Calgary does that quite a bit, and I think they'll do that with Kamar Jordan. Darrell Walker? Can we say Darrell Walker? Yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he let them go he, and he see what's available. He wanted too much and he sat for a season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. He actually sat. So for you never two know. Seasons. Pretty much, yeah. I don't. Again, I don't think that would happen with Burnham. He is going to be a desirable player for a lot of teams. He'd be like a Begleton. Like he's, he's going to be. Like, yeah, you pay that man. Huh? He's your number one. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, they just happened to have two number ones on their their roster, and they paid yeah. the first one that they yeah. they felt. And I, I can't totally disagree. I mean, Burnham's an amazing possession receiver and a second down yeah. receiver. 
But Whitehead makes a difference. Like the guy breaks down, breaks touchdowns. Like he is a difference maker on the field. He, yeah, he he's opens the guy the that you yeah, throw the ball to at the ten yard line, and he can take it all the way to the other end of the field. Yeah, yeah. Burn, he, Burnham's another catch. Uh, yeah. Well, you mentioned it in this podcast, uh, Ben Cahoon. Burn. I mean, the guy, guy never dropped the ball in his life, no matter how hard he got friggin' hit. Burning, no. Burnham's like like he's a possession receiver. He catches everything that gets yeah. close to him, and you can count. No on matter him. where, no matter where you throw the ball to him, he always seems to come up with it. Yeah, and he's yep. going to win a fifty-fifty ball for you more than he loses. Period. Oh yeah. fuck yeah. He, he's but gonna, he's I can gonna see get a BC. Ball. Like I can see BC picking Whitehead as the first one to pay, though. I mean, he is. Yes, yeah. he was the guy you didn't want to let yeah, go to free agency because people yeah. would offer him stupid money. No, because he would have gone. He would have been gone. Yeah. Yeah. He's 29 years old, so he's two years younger than, than Burnham. Yeah. I didn't know his name was Rodney. Well, it wasn't Lucky. I knew that, but I wasn't Rodney sure it was. Terrell Whitehead. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't envy you with that. But you never, you, you never know with guys. You know, maybe, maybe Brian Burnham has always had it in his head that, hey, I want to go and get t- catch touchdown passes from Matt Nichols. Maybe I should go to Ottawa. Okay? You never know. <laughs> you never know. Well, and maybe see, and maybe you—you've you, said some really fucking stupid things on this podcast, but that's <laughs> probably up there, okay? I'm, I'm probably. serious, okay? That's probably right up there with the top. Yeah, but you—you you never know. Maybe he's got a kinky side to him, and he wants to catch balls from Matt Nichols. Who knows, buddy? Who knows? Ottawa, yeah, you might have heard Ottawa. Could use, this is where I, you should use Marcus Crandall, okay? I hear Ottawa is a very nice city. So it, it's a beautiful city. I love it. I love there Ottawa as a town. I just don't like the politicians that are there, but that's beside the point. Right. So yeah, who knows? I I got a feeling. I got a feeling he's staying in BC anyway. So I don't think you really have to worry. So. I, I would be surprised if Brian Burnham goes somewhere else. I would, I would not too, but I'm certainly not going to rule if Lucky it out. Whitehead did. No. No, I would not. I would not. I, but I wouldn't rule out him not going to Ottawa. Because I, you know, Ottawa's a team right now that would pay a lot of money for players. Yep. But I don't see him going to Edmonton. Brian Burnham could end up in Winnipeg. I honestly thought there was a chance that that Lucky Whitehead could have ended up going back to Winnipeg. 
it didn't happen. Well, I think that's why BC had to pay him. Probably. Yeah, but that's why they had to pay him. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if a team like Winnipeg would have paid him that big money when they've just won a Grey Cup. That would piss a lot of people off in Winnipeg. Yeah, that's a good point. Because why do we need him? We won the Grey Cup two years in a row, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he won the Grey Cup in, in 2019, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he was on, on the practice roster. He's on the practice roster. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Paying attention here. 14 minutes. 14 minutes left in the show. Got to pay attention. Uh, Stan Peters has signed Derek Dennis. Yeah, we talked does about that. Does he have anything left? We talked sure about it. But does he have anything left? You think yeah, so? he can play guard. He's going to come he out. Can play there. guard. He's going to come out. He's going to come out and be one of the best guards in the CFL this year, right? But 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 he's going to rest it up. If I remember correctly, um, <laughs> Derek Dennis. Derek Dennis. Derek Dennis is the only offensive lineman they have right now, I do believe. <laughs> so that could be an issue. And he had two years off. Uh-huh. Yeah, he'd rested so, his body. will be like new. So the Stampede are still trying to sign their yeah, offensive you, line. So You lose your reflexes if you take too much time off. Two years Agreed. is a long time not to be playing football. Yeah, but he was probably dancing all the time. He wasn't playing football, so his reflexes are still there. Did I say that? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> John talking. No, that's kind of oh old for him. Christopher, come on. So Anyways, Chris, yeah, so, is it going to make a difference for the San Peters? I don't think it's a bad signing. I don't think it hurts them. I mean, they don't have a lot of their own line locked up. Um, I don't think their whole line was as good as it's been in the past, but I don't think Bo was either. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see it being a bad call. I got him cheap. I'll put money on it. And, uh, He's worked every time he's been there. And, I mean, what's the risk? He doesn't work. You fucking pull him or you sit him, right? I mean. Yep. Did he get signed as a starter? I think he'll be a starter. To be honest with you, I I put money on the fact that he comes out and has a career year again as guard or something stupid. It just seems to be that way. I don't know. I I won't surprise me at all if he has an all-star season, wherever they put him. The question – the question is going to be, where will he play next year? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll sit another yeah. year out. Well, okay, William. William. Yes. You have to believe, you have to believe that he has learned. No. No, 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 no. He hasn't learned shit, Christopher. Give me a break. He does the same thing every single – every time he has a good year with Calgary, 
he signs with another team in the off season and it doesn't work out. Yeah, so don't you think that you've done this twice, that you, the third time you should be smarter? He's never struck me as a smart human being. Never. Really? And if you just read his comments on Twitter, no, he hasn't gotten smarter, okay? I'm sorry. Maybe he's hired an agent. <laughs> he's always had an agent. Yeah. Well, then, then there's he's no not smart enough. Stupidity. I was gonna see, not a good one that's telling him to get off of the get off of um, Twitter. Well, yeah, but yeah, but remember, Charles. Remember, Charles. Agents get a percentage of what you make, okay? And every time he screws up, he probably takes a pay cut, okay? No, probably, yep. Yeah, I don't know. Go bone crusher. years old. Go bone crusher. Yeah, but he's an old lineman. They can crusher. play for a long time. They can play for a long especially time. When you, especially when you take years off at a time. That's That's correct. Not a lot of tension on that body for the last couple of years, so who knows? Nope. Like I said, it, it can't hurt them, I don't think. I can't see a way unless he does something spectacularly stupid, but that's not been in the past either. <laughs> when, he, no. when he's with his stamps, <laughs> he behaves himself. <laughs> you do know who we're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? And I talk about, I talk about this all the time on this podcast. With the Stampeders, he obviously fits in their system because he always plays yep. well within their system. When he it's leaves true. their system, he's shit. Okay, he does nothing. So, I, I just like I said, I can't really fathom a way that it's going to really hurt the Stampeders to to do that signing. Nope. If it works out, then great. They got a cheap old lineman. If it doesn't, well, they tried and move on, right? So, I don't know. Yeah. You got to know he, he, he didn't pay Jack for him, right? Like, he, he's, got, he's probably going to be, yeah. like, league minimum. He didn't pay. So. Yeah, he, he's bottomed the barrel, I think. Yeah. So. At least so I hope so. I'm not going to sign him to a big deal. Right? That's in salary is like eighty five thousand. It's not a bad wage. Did it go up that much? Yep. Yeah. No, that's 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 oh. not minimum. That's that's the veteran salary. Oh, yeah, that's the average. Right? Salary. The rookie salary is is, is fifty five thousand. Yeah. Okay. Right. If you've been in the league for three years, you get eighty five thousand. I think that's that's what it is. I'm, I'm right. pretty sure. Of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Dave Dave Naylor reports Zach Kolaris' contract could be a tricky one for the Bombers to handle. Now, why? Well, the way I see it, and I haven't read this article, I'm going to it now. Zach Kolaris does not have a lot of years left in him. He is one of those quarterbacks that could 
the next play could be the end of his life, his career. We know that, right? His career should have been over already two or three times. So he's just won two Grey Cups for a team. Do you not think that he wants a big payday? No, it could be the end. I mean, you got to think that uh, he would because he's got, uh, hey, I'm a two-time Grey Cup winning quarterback. Uh, Pay me like it. Well, his his record as a Blue Bomber is sixteen and one. It's amazing. Okay. He was an MLB yeah. He lost one game and an MVP. So what what's his what's his value? It's probably the highest it's ever been. I mean, he's gonna want to be paid like the like the other guy, like guys like Foley, Mitchell, guys like Mike Riley. He's gonna want that type of money because his stats back him up. Yeah, well, it, it does, except for the fact that both of those guys have just taken huge pay cuts. Now, mm-hmm. you also got to know that Toronto Argonauts were waiving a figure of nine hundred thousand per season at Bolivar Mitchell. And then he signed a four-year contract with the Stampeders for four with seven seven fifty or something. It was. Mm-hmm. Seven seven twenty-five, I think it was. Riley signed for seven fifty. Mitchell went in for seven and a quarter, but he turned down more money with Toronto. Now is Toronto going to say, "Well, we really need a quarterback here. We need uh, Zach Claris to come. Let's give him X amount of dollars." It's possible. I mean, Polaris has history in Toronto. That's where he started. Does Winnipeg have to sign him before free agency? you got to figure that out, too, because it's going to be enough. There's a couple teams that need quarterbacks. And, I mean, whether you have faith in him. five teams. Yeah, like uh, you, you got to figure they need to wrap them up because who else are they going to get? Like, and then they go because they go back to the issue they had in the years they couldn't finish the deal with like Matt and those guys. Like, uh, I, yep. if you're going to keep your team together, you, you got to keep your quarterback. <laughs> like, I mean, that's pretty much a fundamental of it. Unless they think they're that good, they it, it, throw anybody it back there. Who knows? You know. I mean, there's so much to it too, right? Like. Like that's the best O line in the league, and it's kept him healthy. But we know his track record. He's one hit away from it being done. And he's one he hit away from a wheelchair. He takes big money to go to Ottawa, and in the first game he gets fucking headhunted. You know, like like like, like I don't know. Like it's uh, okay. Okay. If there's so much so risk here's there, the you deal. know. Cody Fajardo. 14 touchdown passes, 11 interceptions in 13 games, $515,000. Okay. Yeah. Nick Arbuckle, 
seven starts. Seven fucking starts. Ottawa signed mm-hmm. him for $450,000. Okay? Yeah. Riley's at five seventy-five. Mitchell's at four and a quarter. What do you pay this guy? He, he's a five hundred thousand plus quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least you have to. Right. Two. And you got sixteen. You got to figure he's going to get that offered on the market. Up. He's. You know, yeah. League MV, reigning league MVP. So, he has to be the well, highest paid payer in the CFL this year. He has to be the I highest paid yeah. player. Mm-hmm. Which, which means that, you know, he's got to be in the what, – what is Riley at, five and a quarter? Yep. Yeah. Riley's at five, five, seven, five. You have to be paying Calero 600 grand. It's a lot of salary Winnipeg wants to Can sign they... for. Them. Yeah. Who, who do you not sign? I don't think a- Andrew Harris is coming back. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good chunk of the, chunk of the thing. Actually, it's two minutes, Charles, but I'm watching it. Oh, yeah. But you've got two cheaper alternatives. One minute, one minute. And, uh, Olivier, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, they do. They have so two, two good running backs, two and Canadian. Olivier and Johnny Augustine. Yeah, they're both Canadian too, so they can slip right into Andrew Harris's spot without a big, big issue. Yeah, and it's a if big savings. That's a huge savings. If if you sign uh-huh. if you sign Harris, you've lost the other two. Yep, they're going to go to free agency. That that's just a fact. Yeah. Okay, uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 469. It's in the books. Thank you very much, Chris, Charles, Will. Thanks for coming on board. Make this, this is a great show. I really enjoyed this. Uh, it was took it to the wire. We didn't go past the wire. Uh, but, yeah, I enjoyed it. So, you guys, say good night, Charles. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you uh, next week. Yeah, we're going to have to do some more work on free agency coming up, and uh, we'll see what happens. Chris, the floor is yours. Good night, everyone. Right on. Good night, everyone. It's uh, been fun coming back, so I'm enjoying it. Thanks. And William. Good night, everybody. Go Steelers. Steelers? What's Steelers got to do with it? Anything? No. You're Not that I'm worried about. It's football. Yeah, it's football. Good night, everybody. T- take care. Good night.